slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fall 4-3 to to the Buffalo Sabres in a shootout. They go 0-1-1, get only one point against Buffalo. We're going to talk about what's going on with this Islanders team, and I'll tell you right now, it really has not been pretty. We will break it all down for you and explain the problems and what the Islanders need to do to get back on track. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me tonight and every Wednesday night at 8.30 to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So, the Islanders stumble, and for the second straight game, they had a two-goal lead against a very you know, a a team that had the worst record in the NHL coming into these two games. That was playing a goaltender who had never appeared in an NHL game before, and they blew it and end up losing the 3-1 lead, falling, you know, it it gets tied up 3-3, and then they lose in the shootout. We have that. We have our weekly farm report. We have a very a prominent Islander from the 90s, who is our Islander's birthday of the day, and a lot more coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, please feel free to contact us, emailing the show. Uh, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the email address. We are happy to uh, talk about whatever it is that's on your mind, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we'll mention you on the show when we do so. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. I'm also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game, and that includes uh, tomorrow's game, against the New Jersey Devils. So uh, definitely check it out and always happy to interact with fans during the game and really any time. So let's uh, let's get down to business here. Uh, an interesting statistic came up during the game. And to me, it is very, very telling. The New York Islanders right now, have five regulation wins in their last 21 games. Five. That is not going to get it done, especially when you consider things are different in the playoffs. You don't have shootouts. Overtime is five on five. Uh, It's a whole different kind of a situation. But at the end of the day, a good team, a playoff team, 
a team that is uh, a threat to win a Stanley Cup isn't going to win five games in regulation over the course of 21. And if you think about it, right now it's been 25 games since Anders Lee was injured. And if you can't see the direct correlation between the loss of Anders Lee and winning only five games in regulation in the last 21 games, uh, then you're not looking very carefully. Because, again, not only was Lee the team's leading goal scorer at the time of his injury, but as captain, he is the emotional leader of this team. And while Lou Lamorello did a very admirable job at the trade deadline of trying to reinforce the forward position, so far, it really hasn't happened. And this team has not been the same Maybe for the first two or three games after the Lee injury, but after that, uh, no. And uh, it hasn't been the same team. That, and, and the last two nights against Buffalo, uh, I, I think, were even worse. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But look, Barry Trotz, before this game, he, he scratched Matthew Barzal. Uncle Leo, and Matt Martin, in addition to the usual Sebastian Ajo, uh, Corey Schneider situation, and, and Braden Coburn. So those are the usual suspects uh, who get scratched. You insert Ross Johnston, you insert Michael Dal Cole, uh, and obviously Zajac. Uh, Johnston had a very good game. I have to give him credit. But at the end of the day, uh, I have no problem with benching Matthew Barzal and benching Matt Martin. These guys, you know, no problem with when you have a handful of regular season games left and you want to rest some of these guys before the playoffs get started. And Barzal, you know, hasn't been playing great lately. We've talked about that, you know, a number of times over the last few weeks. Uh... You know, rest him up a little bit. No problem with that. And, you know, a guy like Zajac should be very hungry, considering he's been a healthy scratch. A guy like Dal Cole should be very hungry, considering how often he's been out of the lineup. And certainly Ross Johnston, uh, who picked up an assist, had four hits uh, in only 11 and a half minutes of ice time, also should be very hungry, and he was, out of the three of them, he was by far the best, and Zajac gave him a little extra something as well, and he led the Islanders in minutes played, but at the end of the day, uh, the benching wasn't the issue, the benching of these star players for one game, you know, Barzal hadn't missed any games really, uh, since he became a regular in the Islanders lineup, I have no problem with sitting him out, letting him take a breath, watch from the press box, uh, heck, you're playing the last place team in your division. This is a game you should win without Matthew Barzal, without Matt Martin. Uh, and yet, you know, they come out hitting on all cylinders. That first period was a, a very strong period for the Islanders. But unfortunately, as good as they played, as well as they played, they didn't 
have anything to show for it. So in the first period, the Islanders outshoot the Sabres 21 to 9. That's more than 2 to 1, folks. And yet, what was the score at the end of the first period? 1 to 1. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. When you get 21 shots on goal in a period, you've got to convert some of those. In the third period, same thing. 18 shots on goal for the Islanders. You know how many goals they got? None. Zero. Got to do better than that. Got to convert. Got to, when you create chances, you got to convert chances. But, you know, that's, that's the lesser of the two problems that the Islanders had in this game. We're going to talk about the bigger of the two problems, and it's a problem that if this team doesn't get it solved, they aren't going anywhere in the playoffs. We'll talk about that and a lot more later on today's show. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and absolutely free to use. You could talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, and you can share your own experiences on the app. I'm hosting a room every Wednesday night at 8.30 uh, Eastern Time, so please stop by, come in, talk live with me. We'll talk Islanders. We'll talk whatever it is that's on your mind. I, I You know, you want to talk movie trivia, uh, sports movie trivia, uh, you know, any other NHL situation, all good. All you need to do is just download that Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the Locked On Islanders chat. Follow me at Locked On Islanders to be notified when my room goes live. Again, we're going live on Locker Room tonight and every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you join us and come with your spiciest takes. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, and one of them is really better than the next. Next, First of all, some are nut, have nuts, some are nut free. Listen to some of these flavors. Lemon almond cheesecake, caramel brownie, apple almond crisp, salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, coconut, toffee almond, all of them covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the keto diet. You know, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Let's talk about the coconut almond flavor. 18 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So here's the biggest issue for the New York Islanders, and it's unacceptable, and I'll, I'll break it down. The Islanders are not playing Islanders hockey. And, you know, they gave up way too many shots on Monday night, gave up too many good scoring chances again tonight, 31 shots on goal, but again, you know, you look at that shot chart, and 
the Islanders gave up too many quality scoring chances. And the other issue, it's not just the, 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 the number of shots, it's the way they were giving them up. Not picking up players coming back in your own zone, allowing the Sabres way too much room in the neutral zone to, to gain momentum as they entered the zone, turning the puck over at or near your own blue line. Uh, just really, at the end of the day, a lack of effort. And that is the antithesis of Islanders hockey. Islanders hockey is you get that early lead and you back check and you pick up the man and you make the smart pass out of the zone and you work as a team, you block shots, you you check, you, you do the little things that are needed to win hockey games. Second night in a row, the Buffalo Sabres had more block shots than the Islanders, in this case, 14 to 11. Takeaways, Buffalo six, the Islanders just two. At the end of the day, Buffalo wanted to win this game more than the Islanders seemed to want it. And that's the unacceptable thing. Look, every hockey team is going to have a bad game now and again. They're going to struggle. They're going to, uh, you know, not have the energy level as high as, as it usually is or play a little bit off, but you got to want it. Being outplayed or, or having the other team play better than you, that's going to happen every once in a while. But being out-hustled, being out-desired, being lackadaisical on the ice, that is not acceptable. And that's what the New York Islanders did the last two games against the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo had nothing to play for. They came into this game with the worst record in the National Hockey League, playing with a goaltender who before Monday night had was 28 years old and had never played in the National Hockey League. Started the season in the ECHL. And that's nothing against Hauser. It's a great story. He played very well. But when you have playoff seating and home ice advantage on the line, and you're going up against the team that has the worst record in your division, you've got to get three out of four points, if not all four, and the Islanders were fortunate to come away with one. One point out of these two games, because at the end of the day, they weren't putting in the effort, the hustle, the desire that it takes to win hockey games. And I'll tell you right now, if they can't fix this, they will not be in the playoffs for long. They have got to straighten this out. They have got to get their game fine-tuned, play with heart, play with effort, pick up your man. Every player has to do their job. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of use a quote that was given to me in, in, in an interview I did, uh, you know, for my book, uh, Ice Wars, where, you know, Ross Johnston was one of the best players for the Islanders out there last night. Well, that's very good for Ross Johnston, but it's not very good for the New York Islanders. You need your most talented players 
and your best players to play good hockey, that's when you absolutely win games. And there were a couple of guys who had good games. Anthony Bavillier played pretty well. I mentioned Ross Johnston, Cal Clutterbuck certainly uh, did a good job. But right now, as a unit, as a team, this team is not playing Islanders hockey. And they have got to get it straightened out. Look, right now there are there are three games left in the regular season. Two against the Devils, one against Boston. I could tell you right now that unless the Islanders fix this lack of hustle and this lack of cohesion and this lack of heart, it's going to be four or five games in the playoffs and done. And that would be a waste of what was once a very promising season. It doesn't have to be that way, but they've got to get it straightened out. All right, when we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and our weekly farm report, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There are no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower your taxes and pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action on Bet Online. We also have the Preakness and the Belmont coming up, the last two legs of the Triple Crown, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. Happy 49th birthday to former Islanders wing Zygmunt. Palfie. Ziggy Palfie drafted by the Isles in the second round back in 1991. Uh, played a few years in the Czech League before 
joining the Islanders for the 1993-94 season. Spent most of the season in the IHL, but did play five games with the Isles. Had three straight 40-plus goal seasons with the Islanders in 95-96, 96-97, and 97-98. His best season, uh, the middle of those three, 48 goals and 90 points. Had 87, 90, and 87 points in those three consecutive years. Left the Islanders after the 98-99 season. Mike Milbury was told he had to trade Palfi because, well, the budget just wasn't there and they weren't going to pay him. He went on to have some very good seasons with the LA Kings and then finished his NHL career with the Penguins before going back to his native Slovakia to finish out his hockey career. Played in 684 NHL games 329 goals, 713 points, so better than a point a game for Palfi. And we're going to look back at one of his better games as an Islander. October 16th, 1997, Islanders and the San Jose Sharks. Tommy Sallow, the netminder for the Isles. Mike Vernon is the goalie for San Jose on that night. And it was Palfi getting the Isles on, on the board first. His second of the year, Brian Smolinski and Robert Reichel with the helpers at 552. In the second period, it was the Sharks evening it up. Victor Kozlov is fourth from Marty McSorley and Bill Holder, all even at one. But the Islanders' power play got going. With Holder in the box for cross-checking, Palfi gets his second of the game, third of the season from Robert Reichel and Brian Berard at 825. And then with Andre Zuzin in the box for holding, Brian Smolinski, a power play goal, his first from Travis Green and Ziggy Palfi, 3-1 to one Islanders after two periods. Tony Granato got San Jose to within 3-2, to two, but then Rob Reichel got a goal unassisted, his second of the year at 7.42, and with a little less than five minutes left in the game, Palfi completes the hat trick, his third of the game, fourth of the year, Kenny Janssen with the only assist on that one for Ziggy Palfi, a four-point night, three goals, one assist, a plus three, and he got the three goals on four shots. Meanwhile, Tommy Salo, 32 saves to get the win for the Islanders. They beat the San Jose Sharks 5-2 to two in this one. The hat trick for Ziggy Palfi. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him a very, very happy 49th and many, many happy more. Meanwhile, over on the farm, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, their season has now come to a close. It was obviously an abbreviated 24-game season, and we knew that going in. Yesterday, uh, Tuesday, they closed out their schedule with a 4-3 loss to the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, basically, you know, a tough way to end the season, but the, but they finished better than they started, uh, which is important. Bodie Wild had a goal and an assist. Uh, Cole Koski had uh, two assists in this one, and for both of them, that was their first professional multi-point games. Uh, Simon Holmstrom and, uh, and Arno uh, Durando also scoring for the Sound Tigers, and Ken Appleby had 24 saves in this one. So, uh, at the end of the day, Bridgeport basically ending the season on a frustrating note, but 
Uh, earlier in the week, uh, back on Monday, they ended up with a 4-3 shootout win over the Providence Bruins. And, uh, you know, that, again, basically, you you saw this team play better hockey over the course of the season than they did earlier. And I guess, when you think about it, that is really all you could ask in such a strange season uh, for the AHL, where, you know, all of Bridgeport's games, essentially, uh, they were, all of their games were against two teams, uh, either the Providence Bruins or the Hartford Wolfpack. So, you know, that was, needless to say, you know, a different kind of a season, a lot of afternoon games on weekdays, uh, not really what you expect. So, you know, again, you got to be relatively happy with the progress that the team made, but disappointed with the overall season. And we will next week on our farm report, go over some of the players that, uh, you know, showed something during this strange and abbreviated AHL season for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, but at the end of the day, Cole Bardrow was the leading scorer. He had 10 goals to lead the team in that category, also 16 points. Uh, the Rounding out the top five scorers, Samuel Bolduck, the defenseman, had 14 points, uh, six of those goals. Tom Cunackel, four goals, 13 points. Dimitro Timoshov, five goals, 11 points. And then Otto Koivula and Jeff Kubiak each had nine points for Bridgeport. Hopefully next season the Sound Tigers uh, have a better year. And look, at the very least, it will be a normal season uh, if all goes well. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of Thursday's game against the New Jersey Devils. One of two in a row against New Jersey. And we'll talk about what this team needs to do to get back on track. I'm sure there will be some fallout from Barry Trotz and from a lot of the players about what's been going on. So we will certainly talk about that on tomorrow's show and a whole lot more. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.